You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Will Carroll, the injury expert, media relations director for Modus Global. Will, thanks for taking the time. So Sproles goes down with not only a broken arm, but a torn ACL on the same play. How does the rehab work moving forward? Does he have to allow one injury to heal before he focuses on the other? No. Uh, luckily for, for him, uh, this devastating play don't really complicate each other too much. It's just the weirdest circumstance where two different bad things happened independently. And that's how he'll treat this. Look, the, the broken arm, that's bad. You don't want one, but they heal up. We all know somebody, some little kid down the street, fell off his skateboard, broke his arm. You don't expect that's going to do much more than heal up simply. The ACL is going to be more complicated. Uh, the repair is all too familiar all too commonly done, especially among NFL players. He should be able to come back from this in six to nine months, but it's an involved surgery, and it's definitely an involved rehab. He starts from a great base. He's in shape. He's got that low center of gravity, uh, but he also does put a lot of stress on those knees with the way he runs, so he's going to have to have them back to 100%. He's got plenty of time to get back for next season. I fully expect him to be back there again doing what he does so well. Sam Bradford started the season off so great uh, week one. Uh, but his knee, when it, I think they said it what, was a bone uh, a bone bruise, uh, where, yeah. where is he now? What's the status with Sam Bradford? Well, this issue certainly relates to the previous knee injuries. He's had uh, two ACL reconstructions done there. And when you have that, there's almost always other damage in there, usually to the meniscus. You either repair it or just pull it out. Uh, I would be surprised if he didn't have some bone-on-bone contact where that meniscus was either gone or damaged, and, and that's what really the problem is. Uh, unfortunately, with him or with any player who has meniscus damage, they're going to see that kind of contact, that sort of grinding and bone-on-bone problem that leads to inflammation. You'll see bone spurs. You'll see uh, bone bruises. You have to manage it, and you have to manage it from day to day and week to week in the NFL. And Bradford has had this for a long time. You, you, there's a lot of players out there. Probably the best-known case is in the NBA with Dwayne Wade. Uh, there's a great article about what he has to go through every single day to be ready to play, what he has to do after he plays. It's about four hours out of his day to play uh, 60 minutes in the NBA. Same thing for Bradford and for a lot of other players. They've got to get to a point where that knee is managed. Uh, so Minnesota's going to have to get that under control, and that's tough. There's a lot of trial and error. The things they've done have obviously gotten out of whack now that he's got the swelling back in it. So they've got to get the swelling back out. They've got to get him back uh, where he can recover not only from games but from practice. Well, a report with an unnamed source, so factor that into your analysis, connected to the Panthers organization indicating that some folks – within the franchise, have serious concern that Cam Newton's body is already breaking down in a way that might not ever change with the recurring ankle and shoulder issues. Where do you think Cam is at this stage of his career? Well, he certainly does take a lot of hits. So you would want him and certainly every other quarterback to take less. Well, that's easier said than done, especially for a player that plays the way he does. The shoulder, I'm not that concerned about. You know, he had the surgery. Is it 100%? No, but he's making all the throws. When you take a look at the tape, he might not have quite the velocity, maybe not quite the touch. He's making all the throws. So you know, if you go back to somebody like 
uh, Peyton Manning after his neck surgery. He never got back all the arm strength, and he was never honestly uh, a, a pure arm strength kind of guy. That laser rocket arm was more marketing than reality. For Cam, he did have that laser arm, and it's not 100%, but it's close enough, and certainly at a point where he can make all those throws. It just seems like he's lacking confidence in his ability to make those throws, and we don't think of lack of confidence in Cam Newton very often. I think he's just got to get used to where he is, understand that he can make those throws, and get that confidence back. The upside of it is he's got Christian McCaffrey, who he can dump the ball off to, who's doing so well in that hybrid slot running back set. Uh, So I think they're going to continue to use him, which takes the pressure off of Cam uh, and allows him to get his confidence back. As for the ankle, you know, those can be fixed. Uh, He's got uh, good shoes. He's got a good body. Uh, He focused on his core. Uh, This year, when he couldn't work on his upper body, couldn't do a lot of pure football stuff, recovering from the surgery. So everything's been very positive for him uh, the way I've seen it. I just, you know, like everyone, I'd rather see him take less hits. How about Jordan Reed? Uh, You just saw this Washington Redskins team really play well. Uh, You saw the quarterback in Kirk. That's what the K. Cousins actually play really good football. But Jordan Reed, uh, give me some things that's Jordan Reed. Tell me what's going on with him. Chest, shoulder, and toe? Yeah, you know, the toe is a long-term thing, and this is problematic. I don't know if you ever had turf toe, Cordell, but it is painful and it lingers. I mean, it sounds soft. Uh, You know, if we talked about an excessive sprain uh, toe, then maybe people would understand how serious this is. Uh, So this is something he's going to be dealing with for the rest of his career, and they just have to manage it. Um, As far as the shoulder, as far as the ribs, as far as all these things, you know, Jordan Reed, exceptionally talented, a matchup problem extraordinaire. Defenses have to address him and figure out, you know, do you put a speed guy on him that he's going to be bigger than? Do you put a big guy on him who he's going to outrun? It's almost impossible. He's uh, almost as tough to match up with on defense as Rob Gronkowski. The problem for both of them is, you know, the the trade-off is they're not very durable. And when we see a player like this who has several different injuries, we have to question, can he hold up under the workload of the NFL? Uh, Washington's going to have to figure out how to keep him as healthy as they possibly can. Is that less plays? Is that less practice? There's a lot of things in terms of sports science and sports medicine, specific to workload management. The thing you can't take away are some of these big car crash level hits. But if he takes too many more of them, uh, that matchup problem is not going to be a big issue because he's going to be on the sidelines permanently. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber, taking you around the league with Will Carroll, the injury expert. Will, just about anybody listening can have empathy for a groin injury. So what's the latest on Doug Baldwin in Seattle? Yeah, groin injuries are bad, but uh, certainly you can work around them as a receiver. Doug Baldwin isn't reliant on pure route running, which is where this would be a problem. You would think this would affect speed guys more, but the adductor muscles are actually more involved in cutting and a little bit in acceleration because you tend to uh, splay your feet out to get that, that quick start. Uh, so Baldwin is going to be able to cut hard the opposite side, uh, so, uh, you know, with his groin, uh, you know, he'll go the, uh, towards the groin, that is, uh, and be able to make that cut easier than he is when he's going the other way from the groin. Uh, you see this with ankle injuries, knee injuries, uh, that you can go opposite that. You can make that hard cut one direction, not the other. Taking it, defensive backs know this. The big advantage for a receiver uh, that, that's a good route runner is 
the, the defensive back doesn't know which way they're going. If they know you've got to go left rather than right, much easier to play him. So I'll be interested to see how he, he goes. Uh, assuming he practices uh, on Friday, I fully expect him to suit up. But he is going to be slightly limited, and they're going to have to figure out how to get him a little more open uh, than he normally would be from the routes. How about Derrick Henry? I mean, this backfield uh, of the Tennessee Titans is with DeMarco Murray as well as Derrick Henry. Uh, how severe is his injury? Yeah, it doesn't look like it's too severe. And having Murray there, having, having that kind of depth, uh, is certainly uh, a luxury. Uh, it, it's a bruised thigh, and, and this goes back to equipment. Uh, you know, we, we've seen shoulder injuries like the Anthony Thomas uh, because he, he's got those, you know, it looks like youth-level uh, shoulder pads because he wants to be as light as possible. For years, players, especially defensive backs and speed receivers, have either not worn uh, knee pads or worn these tiny little things that, that barely uh, do anything at all. And we've seen a lot of players go with a smaller thigh pad, not a more advanced thigh pad. There are some ones that are out there that are great and thin and light. Uh, but yeah, even with big, thick thigh pads, which you would think a running back like Henry would want, uh, you know, occasionally uh, a helmet will get in there, a shoulder pad will get in there. It's a simple bruise, painful, problematic for a couple of days, but he should be past it. Will he get his full carries? I don't know, uh, just because uh, as long as DeMarco Murray is there and productive, they can certainly split it out and, and shade that uh, towards Murray, and it seems they're doing that anyway. Will, great information as always. Thanks for joining us again on the NFL on TuneIn, and we'll chat with you next Thursday. Thanks a lot, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.